the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to know what your competitors are up to? Serving as an essential ad and marketing intelligence platform, Social Peta covers advertising data from over 80 global ad networks across 70 countries and regions. And they have more than 300 enterprise clients. You might have heard of a few, including Google, Tencent Games, NetEase Games, and so much more. Learn more by visiting socialpeta.com. That's socialpeta.com. Do you know how well your mobile ads are performing? Let AppBroda unify all your app monetization into one powerful platform, giving you access to Google Ad Exchange and insights that you need to scale your ad revenue. Check them out at appbroda.com. Oh, the joys of technology and some of the mishaps, Christian. So we were just live. We're now on a new stream. I need to share out this new stream for everybody else. But let me do that real quick so I can get some people on. Sure. No. You're live. You're live. Okay. Where is this? Share stream. Okay, there you go. Copy. <laughs> I need to answer comments. Let's go there right now. This new stream. Let's see if we are live. There on YouTube. We are finally. Okay. We're good. All right. So for those who just joined, we're going to upload these conversations all about UGC. We're going to re-upload that into another video. Unfortunately, I'll try to upload to the same video if we can. If not, you'll check out for that and I'll link everything up into YouTube as well. And so let's see if people start joining here. All right. I, the funny thing is, Christian, I, ha I saw comments. So Kevin, what's happening, man? Let me know if you see us. Rassy, okay, finally. All right, good. All right, so we won't repeat everything. I won't make you do that, Christian. But one thing that we were talking about with TikTok ads, where you're talking about, hey, attribution. I want to recap really quick for those who just joined. The UGC yeah. content, phenomenal, right? This is what's working in the space. And just so we have some topic. I want to quickly recap, and Christian, you can join. You can add anything you into this, but I'm going to do a two-minute little recap for you guys so you have some, maybe you have some question. So Christian highlighted this interesting case study where he's using his designers on his team to create these user-generated content ads that are way outperforming. You see the results here, any type of highly produced agency ads, and he's been running these ads on TikTok. Now I said, hey, what about attribution? Attribution, if you have apps flyer adjust, you need some type of mobile attribution tool to run them on this. I asked him if he's used the campaign UTM campaign on Google. If we don't have attribution UTM on campaign on Google, or there's a campaign link on iOS that you can create. He says, nah, we have tried it, but maybe not. And I've tried it. So if you don't, if you can't afford an attribution tool, which by the way, apps flyer is free. He recommends, and I'm glad he said this because I, I agree, completely agree with them. If you're just use the, the platforms, ad platforms. So Apple ads, Google, Google ads, Google play. And then I said, yeah, we have run Google ads for iOS using Firebase. So it's a great connection there. Cool. Christian, anything I missed in this quick little recap on this? No, all good. I think the final, um, I think the final tip when you asked for, uh, before we, we started, I think the final tip that I gave when you asked for, um, how to get started on TikTok, um, was to, um, in a very disciplined way <laughs> to just uh, go there and use the platform for like two yeah. weeks in yeah. a row for like one hour a day. And if you can get through this, then, and you still want to run ads afterwards on TikTok, then uh, you will have a good understanding of <laughs> uh, what the platform is about. And uh, I think you'll be doing all right in terms of creation of the ads then. <laughs> one of the things I wanted to talk about before we got rudely interrupted by this plat streaming platform that I'm using, <laughs> it was, Targeting, how are you, any type of tricks that you can share from a targeting perspective with things that you've seen work better? I've seen on Facebook ads sometimes, 
example, for one of our clients, it was a sports app, right? And it was all about the NFL. So for American football, and I was targeting people who liked American football, basic, right? I was like, Hey, anybody that enjoys the NFL and we saw, okay, results. And then I went into the targeting and I went into putting every, everybody who likes every single individual team. Yeah. All 30 teams, not just the NFL. And we saw dramatic decrease in cost per install. It was like from $5 to a dollar, a huge decrease. The ad copy, the creators didn't change. The targeting just changed. And then that's how we were able yeah. to low, lower the cost per install. What have you seen on the TikTok end? So let's say our, and that's even, a, uh, that's even, I guess, a statement that's, uh, that goes beyond just TikTok. Um, I think what we see is that, so there are many developments and, and uh, yeah, developments is the right way. There are many developments going on and they're all kind of heading to the same direction, which is that targeting is becoming more difficult and the same goes for tracking, especially uh, user level data um, tracking. As we all know, Apple is working very hard to make this go away and uh, Google is kind of following suit now and we'll do the same things just with a delay of, I don't know, two years now. Um, and the implication that this has is that targeting in the traditional way of, you know, going there thinking like, oh, this is the people I want to target, so I go after them uh, by some setting of the platform is actually kind of becoming less and less, how to say, relevant because it's also becoming even less and less um, uh, available in the first place. If you look at how um, Google Ad campaigns have developed from a setting perspective, as in there are no settings really. Um, this is like <laughs> a good example of I think where we're heading with with uh, where we're heading with the uh, digital advertising space. Um, and clearly, what Apple and Google and, and Facebook have in in mind is that uh, in the end you throw in the money and the creatives and the tracking, which I guess to some uh, uh, degree will always have to be done by a human being in, in the beginning. Um, and then you let the machines do the work. And I think as a general statement, that was kind of a, a long way to make the statement. Um, I think as a general statement, we see that traditional targeting is becoming less and less, um, how to say, uh, important. What is still very relevant though, is the, what I would call built-in targeting, which is, Oh, big surprise. If you run ads on TikTok, then you also get the users of TikTok as the target audience. And that is an interesting consideration because, you know, if you ask them, they will all Snapchat, TikTok, and all of them, they will give you, um, you know, data on who is actually their user base um, in terms of, you know, demographics and all these kind of things. And that's a relevant consideration um, because this is a kind of targeting that will, you know, always continue to work even if this traditional way of, oh, I have some settings and I can select this or that in the platform will go away over time. Um, so this is what I would say remains as the, how to say, you know, the meta targeting option. Um, and yeah, that can, edu that can educate how you do your creatives, like I said, um, that can educate how, um, you know, you, you structure your campaigns and, and uh, yeah, so this is how we kind of, that's at least the development of his top level perspective that we see in the space. All right. I like it. That was very interesting. I like what you said there. And I agree. Like sometimes you're, you're actually here. Here's what I want to phrase. I don't want to just always like, sorry, I was doing other things as you can tell. Okay. There, the, the one thing I want to say is I get this qu question all the time. Christian is how much should I spend? Right. So mm -hmm. I would say, broadly speaking, if a client came to you, they knew nothing. They just said, Christian, help me grow. Right. All right. And Christian, you say, what do you say to that? So let me let me start off with that and I'll get into some of the details after that. The biggest. Um, how to say implication on how much you can spend um, for. Um, for any given campaign on, on any given platform is um, indeed the kind of the, the targeting of the campaign. But when I say targeting, I don't just mean the targeting options of the channel. I mean targeting in sense of, oh, how many users does Facebook have in Germany even? Um, mm. This kind of uh, thing. And that's what kind of dictates it. To give you an example, um, if 
we share is a good example for uh, uh, to maybe use um, we share car sharing they are um, only um, available in two cities in Germany Berlin and Hamburg that of course limits the targeting already to a small fraction of the population in, in Germany and hence they can also you know not spend as much as a nationwide whatever service uh, app that anybody can use um, could do so this is what has the biggest um, this is what has the biggest impact on it and that's what I would also always you know would check first is who are we even trying to reach is it nationwide which country is it um, what's the addressable target audience uh, size how many people are even in the targeting and then in the end it becomes a matter of on which channels do I find them because that's the other big I don't know it's not a surprise but sometimes people are surprised when we talk about it um, where do we find the people is kind of this question is answered if you look at the usage numbers of all the different apps so again a bit of a bigger explanation needed here um, mobile apps and and this mobile ecosystem the usage times screen times on smartphones are actually not growing anymore since a couple of years already it's not not like only mm -hmm. this it's a couple of years already and the reason for that is quite easy because there's not more hours in the day and you can only you know uh, waste so much time um, reading whatever useless stuff on your phone um, and that's a natural limitation in the hours in a day um, and that means that there's also net on a kind of on a, on a, in a, in a net view there's also no gain in attention time anymore um, so if you know a, a new app that's also very true for the question of okay I, I bring out a new app how much retention or how much screen time can I expect from this app well you know the question is what other apps will the user stop using in favor of spending time in your app and this is what you have to look at to understand where users spend their time this is the this is a top tip for understanding where you should run your ads is look at the apps that are used the most on smartphones in whatever country that you're kind of targeting um, and then go in in descending order uh, that's there's also the reason why Google and Facebook are usually always at the top because they have uh, a lot of um, exposure and then there's TikTok Snapchat and all the others um, so this is the um, yeah the question that you should answer and then I, I talked so much that I even forgot the initial question what was the initial question <laughs> <laughs> I remember still what's the initial marketing budget I come to you and be like okay, ah, yeah. let's let's assume these couple of parameters because I agree with you yeah. for like we share it's if you're in this type of market you tell me if I'm wrong right if you're only in a couple of German cities Berlin and Hamburg then I would say ASO throw it out the window. Like it's going to be so hard to get any type of scale if you're just focused on certain geographies, yeah. in my opinion. So you tell me if it's right yeah. or wrong, but then I would focus on Facebook, TikTok, because you know, you can then target these particular cities, yeah. but I get yeah. this question all the time. So for a client of ours, like I get these people, let's assume these parameters. Hey, I am getting conversion rates. I know what my revenue for dollars. So I know I have some numbers, right? I'm not complete. I'm making mm. money in the app stores. I know my conversion rates. How much should I spend? And we had one big, like really big client with six figures per month. And was like, Steve, I want to, I was like, Hey, you should run Apple search ads. I think it'll help you guys. Like, okay, what, what kind of marketing budget should I have? So for that type of clients, like, I'm like, uh, we should always start off with like, I don't know, 2003. So what's a number that you typically give a client? Yeah. So I think, <laughs> yes. Now, now we're now we're talking more about the mini, a reasonable minimum spend, and a reasonable minimum yeah. spend you can kind of calculate if you and that's publicly available. Um, if you calculate the numbers that Google, Facebook, etc., tell you as the minimum amount of installs that the machine needs, or events also. Uh, that the machine needs on a daily basis to properly work so usually mm -hmm. 50 installs for some platforms or something along the lines and then you can do the maths and you can understand that i don't know your 50 installs will cost you i don't know a couple of hundred uh, uh quid in in european markets so there you go um this is how i would go about it as a general kind of um statement i would say it's very hard to get any useful results out of any channel 
um, if you spend less than, I don't know, 5K per month, I think it's going to be very hard just because the volumes get so small in, you know, maybe by European CPI cost per install standards, the volumes get so mm -hmm. small that it's going to be very hard for any of the machines to, to do their work, the algorithms to do their work. And if they cannot do their work, then the results will not look great. So I would say less than 5K per month is usually, unless it's some really niche use case and you, maybe even you have a user list and you know it's only a couple of thousand people, then maybe, but not with a mass market product, um, not, not really. So this is what I would give as the... Okay. I love this question because I have one client who's, you know, like a, a smaller studio, almost indie type of thing, making really good money. And he's like, Steve, we're not spending, if we're not spending $100 a day, you might as not spend anything. And I was like, that's interesting because I'm always cheap, right, Christian? And I'm spending other people's money. So I'm yeah. like, oh, if we can spend 1000 to maybe 3000 a month. You know, that's maybe enough data for me to kind of figure this out. And so I love talking to other people and kind of getting a sense yeah. of where they fall in, Yeah, I guess, this huge scope of things. Yeah. And then the other, because um, because the other end of the spectrum, the question of how much can you spend? Uh, well, I think the answer to that is that there are, you know, <laughs> generally speaking, there are two ways how your paid marketing can go. Either the return on ad spend is positive or negative. Right. Uh, if it's negative, which it is for a, a ton of companies, including some of the biggest ones, um, then the answer is, well, you know, you spend whatever the budget is. But if it's positive, then the answer should be, well, you're essentially making money from running ads. So, you know, yep. spend as much as the credit line <laughs> gives you. Yep. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Let's go into part two of this crazy and i think rassi said it best rassi said guys i think i know why the live stream was working because it's friday the 13th rassi there you go you win dad joke around 0.5 on that and renata's here go custom lytics we got luke what's happening alexander luke thank you you're the one who was like is this even working and then it got me to kind of seeing samuel get to see you so i'm glad you guys were able to hop over all right, Christian. So I want to talk about push notifications, but in this part too, but before we do, we will also look at other people's apps, but before we do for anything, we always start off with dad jokes. So you're the guest. Would you like to start off or would you want me to go first? I can start. I'm just wondering if I should do the, the one that I think is the best or my second best one first. <laughs> I, I i would just do, i would just do my best and then and then we see if we see we take it from there so here it is okay first one you ready for it yes sir okay okay so what do you call a fish wearing a bow tie what sophisticated <laughs> i like it i didn't know where it was going all right <laughs> christian Where's Elon Musk from? I know the real answer, but it's probably not the one that you would get. <laughs> yeah, the real answer. Madagascar. Mad at gas car. <laughs> there you go. All right. So put C if you thought Christian won, then put S if you thought I won, and we will. I don't know what we're going to do. I was thinking, like, we'll give you a free consult. What do you think, Christian? We'll pick yeah. somebody in the. Okay. All right. So we'll, Christian and I will, whoever loses or whoever wins, I guess it doesn't matter. You can pick and we, Christian and I will do a free one hour consult with you guys. And so put that vote in. I'll randomly pick somebody by the end of this stream. How about that? Okay. Let's see. Let's get into one of our first apps. And if you guys want us to take a look at your app in a future live stream, all you got to do is go to appmasters.com slash audit. We have a long list still, so I'm thankful for that, but I want to keep growing that list. I don't want to be ever be the bottomless pit of apps that we have to take a look at because <laughs> I love that. Okay, Christian, let's get into our first app. The guy, so the Zayad, I would say, he didn't give us any real app. He gave us his whole entire app portfolio to look at. Here, let me pull up my screen. Zayad, you just said game education. So Zayad, I kind of went through all these get apps and i kind of picked out i don't know which one you looked at but i'll pull up my phone christian so we can just do it on the fly mm -hmm. but i picked out this one because it was the latest release out of all these 
it had one of the more like higher ratings and this was the other one. So I picked out this one. That's what's on my phone and we'll go through this one as I add. Mm. But next time in the future, don't put us the entire thing. Just let us send us one app. So it looks like a, you know, one of those adult coloring books that we, it was a trend, but he's kind of using PJ Masks. If you have kids, I know Christian, you just came in a new dad, but like, it looks like one of those and he's using PJ Masks as a, the mascot, the theme. Let's see. He said game education. So let's get into the game education, right? So pull up my app. Lots can, can we already, can we already talk? Can we also talk about the app store page? <laughs> yeah. You want to do that? Sure. Where do you want to go? Yeah. I, I just saw the nasty, um, the nasty reviews there. Uh, the one star, the one star reviews over there. Doesn't work at all. Love, love the, the broke one. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's, of course, stuff that you have to look into. Um, if that's, uh, and it looks like it's happening uh, several times, not just one user, that's obviously something you have to look into. Um, I think these days, I don't know what you would say, Steve, but these days, I guess the threshold for an app store rating that's so bad that you wouldn't get the app anymore is probably around the three and a half four star mark i would think yeah um so yeah that's something that's something you have to look into also you can obviously respond to um to these uh ratings and uh, reviews in the first place so if it's really an issue with the product and you fix it then you can go there and write them oh thanks a lot for your feedback uh, we take it very seriously we fix the bug and please uh think about you know revising your review and then they get a mail and chances are that they get back to the store and actually you know uh, we do the the one star review and give you a better one so that's a big tip i like that i like that that's a good idea for the review type um, of stuff is there anything that you like to say in those reviews to get that engagement to get people back into the app it's there's no, I mean, doing it is really the bit, the biggest part. I mean, of course, yeah. the you shouldn't use the same generic answer 10 times. Uh, that, because <laughs> that was, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm saying it because I see people doing it. I agree with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you shouldn't do that. Um, also, there's no point in really responding to positive ones because what do you want to say? You know, oh, thanks mm. for being a fan. Uh, so it's really more about um, reading the bad ones, understanding what they're all about, and if there's something that you can do, you know, work on it and respond to them um, and try to rectify it. Sometimes, I mean, not the case here, but with other apps where, I don't know, it's about whatever, food ordering, or and there's a problem with the service, not with the app, then it's also always a good idea to tell them that, you know, hey, you can reach out to the support under this or that support mail address, and we will look into it. So yeah, um, these are things that. Great app. I like that. I like that. Yeah, because we have one client where we're really helping them with the reputation management. So that's why I was asking. I was like, "Hey, yeah. what are you saying?" Because and I laugh because a lot of their responses are the same stuff. And I was like, "Dude, you can't just keep saying the same stuff. Like, it doesn't because especially the one stars. They're just like, please contact. I'm like, dude, you can't just keep saying please contact support. Please contact support. Like, make them feel heard and be like, oh, let me let us help you out. You know what I mean? So yeah. at least make customers feel like they're they're being heard." yeah yeah all right well let's get into the other app then this one yeah. has 4.5 i just downloaded this one so let's let's give them some feedback on this spoozy fnn f and a f i don't even know what that means all right Zaid. it's unity that's nice okay oh by number back litter what do you want to pick oh uh, let's go back litter uh, i don't even know what that meant that up yeah, same here. <laughs> it was confusing. Very okay. I'm gonna not now. <laughs> so I don't know what these arrows mean. I just tapped up and it got to. So let's go by numbers, I guess. Okay. Is there an ad free pro version? Let's see. Of this, I don't see it. Also see hidden the... here, but it might be in the yeah. Ah, oh. They're going to be aggressive. All right, all right, I'll give it to you. Okay. Thanks for your Yeah, but that's also, yeah, that's also 
that's also actually a bit too aggressive for my taste. So the thing with, with it's a good idea to actively ask for feedback in the um, in the app, but it's not a good idea to do it so early in the process where nobody really you know got to enjoy the app yet. So I wouldn't do that. Actually, I don't know if you can share with the audience later. We have a white paper on this and when to ask for reviews in the store. Uh, in the store, and there. Okay. I can send that later. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll pull it up. Okay, now we're in the action. So what's going on here? So one. More ads. I don't even know what this is happening. I think now you have to draw. So I'm clicking. Oh, one is one. So, okay. Two, orange. This is weird. I don't really get it. This doesn't feel like... How do I even change colors? 3D touch? Not sure. There, I'm done. Or I missed some spots. Okay. So it looks like I'm just filling out colors for this. Uh, I'm trying to win the game somehow. Miss blue somewhere. If I just tap everywhere. Ah, it's frustrating. Especially my big fingers. I can't tap these tiny little things. So I'm trying to tap these little things that are up there and it's not working. Uh, I'm going to skip. This, you know, like, I think this is meant for kids. Here's what a kid would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, they don't. I gave my son, Christian, he was 18 months at the time, my one of my new apps, and he played for a second. And then literally after a few seconds, he was just like, I'm out. And then he was all like, well, give me yeah. another app. So I think you got to improve some of this. It was very frustrating to me. I don't know what these arrows mean. So I don't know why they're there, and I don't know what they mean. And then I don't understand the, the number one. I didn't understand why I was tapping the numbers. I hate these ads. Like you can't even play it without. Yeah, I wanted to say. But there was no remove ads pro. Either. So it was a little bit frustrating to use this app. What are your thoughts, Christian? Yeah, um, we also sometimes obviously get asked about monetization and if people should do at uh, financed, you know, or at at based revenue models, and I think usually the answer is, well, unless you have a shitload of users, it's not going to be worth it probably. Um, so yeah, I think this app with what I would estimate is the amount of users in it. Yeah, maybe rather offer a improved version as a pro version that does some, uh, you know, some nice things. Um, but yeah, I'm, I also don't think that um, that the, the developer will get much from the yeah, from the uh, ad impressions here. But yeah. so it looks like go to if you guys want this white paper ebook, go to learn customlytics.com slash, then just go to learn ebooks. Yeah. And, and there, there's the, the app store review flow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hey, you don't even ask me for an email. You're no, so nice, no. I was expecting you to give me an email and be like, hey. No. This this only comes when you open the book door. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no. Do, can I share? You want me to share any of these things? I can. I have it right here. You want to go through any of this? Yeah, yeah, we can go through it. Uh, I think the the most interesting one is the one that has the flow chart about how you should do it. The one uh -huh. with the yes or no decision tree. Uh, yeah, this one. If you can zoom in there a bit. Um. So that we just yeah. see the. Are you satisfied? You want to leave yeah. a store. Exactly. So this is what yeah. we would generally speaking, depending on the app, this is what we would always suggest to do um, is to go there. First step is think about what we call a happy moment, um, which is mm -hmm. a point in the user funnel of your app where you think the user will be happy with the app experience. And in that moment, ask them whether they are satisfied with the app experience. Um, if they are not satisfied, which is the bottom uh, decision tree here, um, if they're not satisfied, then ask them, be like, oh, that's, so we hear that, do you want to tell us what you're not satisfied with? If they say yes, bring them to a feedback form, not to the, to the actual store review process. Um, bring them to a feedback form where they can send you feedback and you can look into it. If they say no, 
just leave them alone and you know they can be set on their own and uh, and that's that and then the, the happy path if they like the experience then next up ask them if they want to give you a positive review on the, sh on the store um, mm -hmm. different versions of, of this do exist uh, you can also go there and say oh there's no no so there's only yes and maybe later up to you and then uh, if they say <laughs> yes then you can, and then you actually throw the actual prompt the one that we saw right now when you stream the mm -hmm. uh, the app this is the actual store prompt now these days you can ask for I think I lost you a little bit Christian oh. you said Here now you these go. days you can Oh, your audio is not coming in now. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Now these days okay. you're... Yeah, the, you can throw the prompt that we see here right in the app and you don't have to redirect users to the store yeah. app anymore. And yeah. that's also the recommended way. And that does like wonders. If you scroll down, I think there are some uh, examples of where we did when we did it. And uh, yeah, this is like... Uh, oh, wow, nice. And nothing else changed on the app. The app didn't overnight. So. Audio is cutting in and out, Christian, but just FYI on that end. Interesting, because before I saw the little icon for your connection, maybe now it's my connection. Hmm. I don't know. It could be me, and that's why <laughs> you guys let me who's, who's bailing out, me or Christian? And then we can hey, look at this change. So year over year. Yeah. yeah. And we had another guest on too that was saying, would you give us five stars? And that was the first question versus do you like our app? We've seen that. Mm -hmm. Do you like our app flow a lot? But she went ahead and she did. Would you give us five stars? If they said no, then it went through this frame. If they said yes, just hit them up with this. So that's another thing. And then what I will add to this is as well, Christian, we have actually seen just prompting them work. Just be careful mm -hmm. where you do it. It actually does lead to increase in ratings and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just you just have to be careful. I agree with you. The app that we just used was a little bit too aggressive. I actually put it on first open. I've talked to a couple of people in the audience who put it on first open and they've seen good results. And so, but you have to find the right part of yeah. the app to show it versus just hitting with yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's also sometimes there's also uh, experimenting involved in this. So what we do, yeah. um, what we do like to do for this is actually, uh, so if the client um, is using a CRM tool that where we can also display in-app messages like Brace or Lean Plum or CleverTap, um, then we can experiment with this. And essentially, what we would do is we would map out the actual store prompt so that it's reachable via a deep link because you know it's an api it's a store kit api uh mm -hmm. or at least on ios on android it has another name um so it's reachable by the developer putting in some line of code to to call it um and you can also map this line of code to a deep link so that we can trigger it via you know giving some kind of deep link to the app and then if we have a crm system we can have all the in-app messages that are that we where we saw before controlled by the CRM tool and then have a deep link for the extra prompt and then you can experiment with with what's working and what's not without another app it. release. So that's, yeah. that's nice. I love it. How are you on time? I know it's getting late over there. Oh, all good. Um, okay. After the after the silly time change, it's still quite uh, bright. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Chris, Christian, looks like Ram gave me the vote. Luke gave you the vote two one so far. And then Miguel gave it to you. So 2-2, two, two, we're tied. And we got one last vote. Subgro gave me those. So I, I won the first round. And then I have you everybody's name. So I'm going to randomly pick, pick live on who gets the, the one-hour consult between all five of you. So you still have a chance. Christian, now we're round two. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? No, nah, this time you go first. Yeah, there's strategy in here, right? Who goes first or not? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me find another one. I had a good one. Okay. Here we go. All right, Christian, what happens when you crash your new Kia car? What happens when you crash your new Kia? You end up with no Kia. 
Wow. <laughs> Remember those Nokia okay. phones back in the day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because Nokia itself kind of crashed, but okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, then and, and prepare for my next one. <clears throat> so here we go. Um, right. my, next one, my next one goes like this. So Stephen, I'm reading an anti-gravity book at the moment. I just can't put it down. <laughs> I like it. All right. Again, we're going to pick a winner. Christian and I will do a one-hour consult with you guys. So whoever wins, randomly pick, put C, and all you got to do is vote. Literally, so easy. Put C if you thought Christian's joke was better, and put S if you thought mine was better. All right, I want to be good on time, Christian. So let's zoom past this Rakish app. He wants conversion. So I picked this app because I thought it was great for what our conversation was going to be in terms of like, UGC ads and then advertising. So it's an app that if you're a delivery driver, that's what I got gained. I think, but anyways, it, that's what, if you're a delivery driver, map out your navigation. I think what's missing from this is as I was reading through the description, it didn't speak to, there's a video that we can't see, but it didn't speak to who I was no. targeting, right? And maybe you've already done a good enough job, sorry, of, speaking to that with the ads but i didn't feel like the screenshot spoke to who this was really for right mm. so it was like easy navigation multiple top okay but am i a delivery like who am i so i don't know what you feel about the app store mm. presence yeah same here i mean it's it's interesting because there was definitely some good amount of thoughts invested at least into the design of the the screenshots um so you know that's 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 certainly not terrible um but yeah i agree i don't really understand what this is for unless maybe i think when you were in the developer account there was another app maybe that's the one that is this one so for driver and then up route planner it's pretty much the same one. Okay. Interesting. All right. So let me go into, and this is what I generally find. You might see the same thing. Their website's messaging is way better than their actual app. Save time, deliver more with automated, let's be honest, no one's leading brand. So like, look at this. Like all this is Aha, missing from the screenshot, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So it's it's a product that's meant for actual delivery, like companies that have to deliver something. Okay. Yeah. So look at this. Mm. I who is it for exactly? Like in yeah. the I I did this last night when I was planning for this. I read through all this stuff and I had was like, they even have this. What's makes us so special? Human centered design. Blah blah blah. I was like, great, Rakish. But what about like who the hell is this for? Right? Like ideal for customers and. So like, I'll give you an example. Like I used to have growth hacking yeah. in my website and then I was in this conference and we were like, I have no idea what growth hacking is. And I was like, that's fine. I, you're not my target audience, right? Like you're some online marketer who probably doesn't understand it, but people, my audience will understand what growth hacking means. And so I might not be your ideal audience, but you want to make sure you highlight some of this stuff. Like, Hey, this is what delivery drivers, like this website yeah. is awesome, but the app store presence like it's literally, yeah, literally, like put it in the first line of of the of the long description, being like, you know, this is an app that's made for blah blah blah, and you right. can use yeah. it if you are a delivery company. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. But then I mean, a B2B feature. yeah, I think realistically, what we're looking at here is probably um, just probably an app that is, you know, in this case, I'm 100% sure that the app is not a vehicle to acquire users or anything. It's more like you, yeah. you sometimes see this with some sad companion apps of, of products yeah. where you, you can see how they kind of, you know, bigger companies, sometimes they don't really care about the apps in the first place. They don't think that somebody was going to look for them. And this, you know, reminds me of that a bit. Um, yeah. This approach of, oh, yeah, of, of course, it has to be in the store because, you know, people have to download it but only people who would know that it exists would look for it and hence we don't have to give a, yeah. So it's a bit sad. I would put it, um, yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed all the way. So I was just like, because if I'm an Uber driver or a DoorDash driver, they already have those built-in navigation stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, 
that's why I was kind of like, who is this for? I don't know who it's for based off of what I know about the delivery business. But the website is beautiful. I would adopt the social proof right here. Have it on here because I thought you would. it's nice. These are just like features. Talk about the Mm -hmm. benefits. Nobody cares about what features you are, but you talk about here, save time, deliver more. That's what everybody wants to do. Not easy navigation. I have that with Waze and GPS. So I don't need you to do that. But save time, deliver more. That's what I need your help with. Website has it. Just this doesn't have it. All right, let's get into the conversions. That's what you really wanted to talk about. All right, Rakesh, let's do this. (laughs) We help small businesses take the... Okay, yeah, okay. This is better now. I wish I saw this on the screenshot. I just small say, business, if this would be the first business. screenshot, if this would be the first screenshot, it would be super awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, <okay>. right. <laughs> because I didn't understand, but small businesses, there, you're talking to your audience. Okay, cool. I love it. Okay. Use the ad of stops, reroute, and optimize to save time. Perfect. Okay, fine. Powerful reporting. So it could be like a flower shop, right? Like, hey, I have people, uh, you know, my local restaurants have their own people and own delivery that they can do. So maybe that's interesting for them. Yeah. All right. Sign up. <laughs> Here we are. The first Apple login. Thanks, Tim Cook. Well, you have thoughts on this? What's the first login? <laughs> oh, many thoughts on this, but I'm not sure if we, if we want to go for them. <laughs> I do want to talk to you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a note. Maybe we we have a conversation about it. You seem very passionate. I love the passion. All right, sports logins. What's the one minute spiel? No, I, I mean first first. Well, I mean two things. So forced logins in the first place not a great idea to um, if you need people to get a glimpse of your product so that they actually become users. Um, that's the first conversation we can have. And the second conversation is, uh, that we can have is how Apple now, and this is what I was actually referring to, is how Apple is now forcing everybody to offer the Apple login if you have other logins. But yeah. that's a whole other discussion, which is also quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, I was, at, I was at a conference once. I was talking about Black Hat ASO strategies, and I was talking about manipulating App Store reviews for ASO. This is a few years ago. And then I went to a... I went to the bar right afterwards, right? And I don't drink anymore, but like we were just chill, hanging out and I was hang, hanging out with a few friends. And then one of the guys at the bar was like, hey, great, great presentation. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, hey, where, where are you? Where do you work? Where are you from, right? And then he shows me a badge. He was that Apple. And I was like, oh, shit. I was just talking about all this stuff about how do you manipulate App Store reviews. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can be careful with what I say publicly. But all right, let's take a look at this landing page or this pricing page. Do you have any thoughts on this? This pricing page. So what do we got here? So this is the, okay, so you're at this page now, you cannot, okay, you can start a free trial, but it will convert into the paid one as an, I guess, in a purchase as you would expect. Uh, okay. So I think they have all the elements. We've seen these longer pricing page work pretty effectively. Yeah. I hate this sliding thing. We we know on mobile, like on web, people love this back in the day. It just doesn't work anymore. It's very distracting. I get rid of it, right? Like maybe yeah. I just have one person with some quote on there, but I think the text is tiny too. Mm. It's too tiny, these headlines. And then I like this GoPro. Yeah. This is nice, social proof. Okay. So 20 bucks, seven day trial. It's a no brainer. Let's see what happens. One week free trial. Mm, Cool. Nothing happens here. So what I would suggest is doing that Blinkist, how your free trial works. We've seen that be really effective on these pricing pages. You know, day one, you get access to all this stuff. Day five will notify you before your thing, your your subscription renews and then day seven you get you know we get we charge you and all that stuff we've actually seen that work really well but that's what i would do for this conversion Mm. perspective i don't know what basic happens so i'm assuming this app is like there's no basic in a free mode so meaning that that's not what i was expecting meaning that you 
can use it for X amount of days, I'm assuming, and then you get locked out. That's my assumption here. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it, it says, you know, it talks about the things that are in the pro, but there's also no, you know, there's no other thing than pro, I think. I mean, mm. yes, there's a free trial, but to my understanding, the free trial should offer you what pro does. I don't know. Uh, I've seen other apps do this. Oh, it's 20 bucks a month. That wasn't clear. I'm, I'm surprised that Apple let him go with this because it's just 20, it just said 20 bucks. I thought it was a year. It's 20 bucks per month. Mm. So I'm, I'm surprised Apple let them go approve mm. that. No. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That, my assumption, I've seen other apps do this. My assumption is you can use it for X amount of days and then it locks you out. So that's probably why we're in the free trial mode is now we'd explain it. So here, if that's the case Rakesh, say like, Hey, free trial mode, seven days left to just try to seven days to access full features. And then you have to upgrade to pro. All right. Any other thoughts on this, Christian? I want to be good with your time. No, all good. I think, yeah, quite <clears throat> this. I mean, you know, this is quite a bit of a B2B uh, use case yeah. even. So I think it's, it's, you know, it's always a bit more uh, difficult to say something that's really going to be useful here because the people that want to use it will use it. And um, for me, I guess, <laughs> not being in the delivery business, um, you know, as we discussed, I would have wished for a bit more explanation as why this is this is a good thing. Um, but outside yeah. of that, hey Christian, know. do you have any thoughts on like past the first open? Anything we should be doing during second open, third open, all that stuff? Oh. Oh, did I lose your audio? Or is it me? No, I lost you. Can you hear me again? Yeah. Okay. You still there? All right, let's 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 skip ahead. Well, I want to make sure we're good on time. All right, let's go into the results of round two, Christian. We got Michael S, Luke S, Ram, Samuel. Yeah, Switch sides on me, Samuel. Gave you and then subgrow my man giving me the win. Two oh, I've only lost once. I think I'm five and one. I gotta keep real good count, but I know I've only just lost once. So Christian, I'm gonna pick a winner. But what I do want to do is while I do that, looks like the new person that was added into round two was Michael. So <laughs> that'd be sad. <laughs> no, Michael, you won, and I will copy and paste everybody else. I'll give you guys two entries. How about that? Since you guys voted twice. All right, Christian, one thing I wanted to highlight while I still have your time is push notifications because we've been trying to help our clients with push notifications as well as a real lever to bring users back in, not only for retention, from for monetization too. And so yeah. you got this amazing case study that I'd love to, for you to walk us through. Yeah. Um, maybe even taking one step back. So um, I think... Ooh, you know, push notifications obviously fall into this bigger realm of, of um, retention marketing or uh, CRM, if you want to call it like this. And I think uh, very, you know, uh, well-deserved, this is a topic that's becoming more and more relevant on, um, on in the mobile marketing side, um, mainly because other options to engage users and other options to increase the retention of users are actually going away. And when I say other options, I mean paid retargeting is going away um, because of the tracking and data privacy developments we discussed. Um, and so that means that the remaining option, which is retention, stuff like this, um, is actually becoming more more relevant. Um, and you know, before that, it was always this kind of twofold thing where um, it was clear what the problem is. The problem is that um, you have terrible retention curves. I don't know if you know this um, this nice study. Uh, I can I can share the link later. Um, the guy that looked at all Android apps and looked at the uh, the user retention rates for the first 90 days or so. It's it's terrible. It's pretty depressing. Um, I don't know. After three days, 80% of the people are gone. Um, and then there are kind of two solutions. There are a couple of solutions for that, and the two marketing ones are paid retargeting, 
which is getting more difficult slash going away. Mm -hmm. And then there's retention like this, which is kind of the almost like the owned channel for for that. So yeah, and that's why um, that helps a lot. What we did in this scenario and what we do for a lot of other clients is to just it well, sounds easier than it is, but to just come up with useful communication and almost like usage tips around the product that you will send the customer um, so that they feel that the product is actually more useful than, you know, without these additions. It's almost like tool tips in this scenario. Um, you also have this nice effect always of being reminded. So the user is reminded that, um, you know, the product does exist and it's actually a good service and they should use it. Um, so yeah, in this case, we were able to increase the, the user retention quite, uh, quite a bit. Um, push notifications, of course, are not the only means of kind of doing that. Um, but, um, for sure, uh, yeah, definitely a very relevant, um, very relevant thing to do. Yeah. What, what I love what you kind of point out here was one, what, what is this? Like you said you can use, I was like, what is this? You can do some push smart push notifications with 3d touch. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is what happens if you, uh, I mean, free, 3d touch is gone, unfortunately. Uh, one of the uh, the force touch it was it called force touch is gone unfortunately oh. for newer iPhones. Um, well, this is the long press, so that has kind of replaced uh, 3D touch. Um, but yeah, push notifications can do many things these days. A lot of people don't know um, because not many apps leverage it. But yeah, uh, images is an obvious one like this. So this is an image, and then there's text below, and you can do emojis. Well, yeah, okay, big surprise. Um, emojis and push notifications is a thing that we came up with. I don't know many years ago. Um, but you actually, these days you can even have GIFs in, um, in push notifications. So yeah. Um, top tip. You can have uh, GIFs right here. Yeah, you can. Wow. <laughs> what have you seen? Like, I, I like how, what contents are they most interested in? What do users react to? What have you guys found from a messaging standpoint with push that users tend to react to the most? Mm. The generic uh, but valid answer to this is stuff that they find useful. Um, and that's, oh, that's, that's 100%. This is the approach how you should always go about messaging like this. Don't see, don't even see this as marketing. See this mm. as what can I do to enable my user to use the product more, to use it in a better way. What would I step in the shoes of, of your users? What would I wish for? For this product to come or for this brand product to communicate with me so that I can make better use of the product. Um, similar thing of how you should step into the shoes of the user when you are creating user generated content ads. That's why I said use TikTok for two weeks and then start doing the ads. It's the same thing here. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the generic answer is stuff that's useful um, for for the user, of course, there's other, you know, things. Everybody loves promotions. Everybody loves voucher codes and discounts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, different story. But uh, in general, I would say things that are useful around the product and that enrich the user experience. That's what you should do. What do you, quick, just, I, I feel bad for taking up all this time, but I, I'm really curious about this. Coupons, promos, you had a reaction to it. What are your thoughts on that? Because I'm curious to see. Well, many, there are many, many dimensions uh, to this. So in general, um, they have, you know, they deserve to exist and there's, there's legitimate ways to use them. The only danger is that it's also quite easy to overuse them. Um, so there are some food delivery companies and some quick commerce companies where essentially I can now here in Berlin order five times my grocery for like essentially almost for free. I don't know what mm. they are expecting the, you know, customer loyalty to be. I mean, you only train the users to want stuff, wanting stuff for free. Um, so that's one dimension. So you shouldn't overdo it. Um, but if used within reason, it can be very, um, a very powerful tool. And when I say within reason, I mainly mean do it in a smart way, come up with user buckets and user groups, and then, you know, only give vouchers to people where you really want to incentivize them to come back, for example, so win back vouchers. We are big ambassadors of that. So, you know, for example, you're an e-commerce business, you have a user group or a single user even that has spent a significant amount of money in the past. So he's very valuable for you. And then 
they, they change their behavior and they're not coming back for a month. This would be a prime example of, you know, I'm happy to send this guy a big voucher because I know, you know, they are a whale for the business. Um, so there are many useful and reasonable use cases. There are some that are completely not reasonable. And then there's one kind of not new one, but one that I find very interesting, and that is using voucher codes for your attribution tracking. So we discussed how user-level data and attribution and everything is becoming more and more difficult, and we know what Apple is doing with SK Ad Network, and you know you only get aggregated data, blah blah. Um, some smart companies, some of which are our clients, um, have started to use voucher codes for their attribution. Um, so imagine you have a business, and you um, it's a subscription or whatever, or it's e-commerce, doesn't matter. And you kind of accept the fact that everybody who becomes a new user is is using a voucher code for their first order. But that's fine because you put it in the in the in the business model and you kind of you live with that. But if if everybody is coming in with a voucher code, then you can use that voucher code for attribution, and that means. You do Reddit ads, and then you put a voucher code that's very specific to this channel or even campaign on the, the ad on Reddit. And then users come in, they use the code, you know, oh, they came from Reddit. So you can build your attribution model around it. So that's a very interesting, uh, quite recent development that we see with some clients and where we also obviously help setting it up. Um, very interesting, of, you know, what, what uh, people come up with when... Uh, everybody is working on making tracking shit. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it's um, interesting. Well, Christian, I could almost see the UGC ad, right? Like, hey guys, I just got you know this free <laughs> delivery, or I just got this with for just this much off. Like, you just use this. The code code's right below. It's amazing, and I can see that as in like the UGC ad. Yeah. Super simple too. Yeah, love it. Okay, anything I missed that you want to make sure we cover? Oh, that's, we, we could go on for hours, I feel. Um, yeah, but I think we, we have, have to come hours. back, my friend. Oh, yeah, I will do. I will do. With better jokes cool. then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, let's pick a winner. So here we are. We've got all the names. Let me know if I missed your name. We've got Ram, Samuel. we got Luke, Miguel, Ricardo, Subgro, Michael, Luke. And then I put two names. So if you voted twice, I put your name twice. If you voted once, you only got once. And then how do I kind of pick a winner? This UI needs some help too. I just Googled it and do, 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 do. I need to pick a free trial. <laughs> How do I pick a winner? I think you need, I think you need a free trial for, to, to pick one. Oh, is that what needs to happen? Name picker. Come oh, on. Good wow. And you can use our name over here. How do I pick a winner from this? How to draw a random engine, set the number of winners. Oh, wow. I do, I do need to pick a. Okay. Ah, there's the start button that's on the left. Have you seen it? Oh, there? okay. Pick a random. Jeez Louise. All right, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. Ram, there you go. Ram. All right, Ram. So reach out to me. And we'll we'll set it up, and then I will intro you to Christian too. We can either do it together or we can do it separately. But Ram, reach out to me, and then we will we'll do something together. There you go. Congratulations, Ram. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Once again, guys, it is customlytics.com. Christian just gave you a tip of the iceberg to say what you kind of said before, Christian, a tip of the iceberg in terms of what he can do for his for his clients. Look, anywhere from the app marketing side, from the top of the funnel, all the way to the retention side and the monetization side too. So once again, it is customlytics.com and Christian's website along with his LinkedIn is linked up into the YouTube description. So if you want to connect with him, go ahead and do that. Christian, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Um, LinkedIn or just Christian at customerdix.com is fine. And then I will get back to you. Awesome. So guys, that is it. Thank you, those joining us because part one is going to be on a whole different live stream. So use the link below. I will link to part one and I'll call this part two as well. And next week we've got a very exciting, not that this was an exciting Christian, but we've got Natalie from Fabulous who's going to come down. She's going to talk about some of 
fabulous. We broke it down. Great app, habit tracker. Go check it out. But we're going to really break down ASO and some of the Black Hat ASO strategies that she's been seeing on her end. And then the Web2 app, which is how we broke down fabulous before in a previous live stream. So I want to talk to her a little bit about using web traffic to get app subscribers. All right. Join us next Friday. Hopefully everything goes smooth at 9 a.m. Pacific and every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. And make sure you hit subscribe onto this. Christian, thank you once again. Thank you for being a good loser, not a sore loser. But thank you so much for coming on doing this, man. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Have a nice weekend. All right. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you, Luke. And you guys have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.